0: Hello, I'm Ryan Evans. Thank you very much for joining me in another episode of Women in Sport. This week I'm delighted to be joined by Sally Green, Maya Halfrick, and Helen Halfrick to look at cricket on the island. I don't
1: like cricket. Oh, no. I love it. Duh.
0: Well, I started to play cricket
2: because my, my father, really, he well we grew up with the cricket club in the summer um, watching him play and playing on the on the boundary and then um, it was just natural to start playing myself with my brothers my brothers are only a year and two years younger than me so I played alongside them and that's how I got started really and the cricket club in the summer was kind of part of my life really Um, and I missed it when the winter started not Mm -hmm. that I didn't play other sports but yeah that was how I started really yeah
0: and this was a cross, wasn't it? This was in England, yeah. So this was in uh, in Derbyshire. Mm-hmm. And who, what sort of teams did you play for in Derbyshire? Ooh. Uh,
2: so an, a number of different uh, village teams. Uh, we started at West Hallam and I played for Otbrook and, and Denby and Swanwick. But um, I was lucky enough to play for Derbyshire and uh, Loughborough University, British Universities and 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 trained with England under 17s and England under 19s you it say so lo- <laughs> I, it so <laughs> casually just... but only because it feels such a long time ago now I was 17 and 19 and then well
0: I'm not that now so <laughs> that was a while ago brilliant in your time playing cricket how much have you seen the game change for women it's it's changed vastly I mean
2: there's now I think it was um seven professional women's teams and when uh seven countries that have got full-time professional women's uh teams which when I played, um, it's just something that you couldn't have imagined happening. Really, we were travelling all around. The, this was when I was playing for Derbyshire, travelling all around the country from Scotland one day to Cornwall the next day, and travelling you know, three, four hundred miles to get to a game. Uh, playing alongside England internationals, and they were. It was hard for them at that point because it, you know it was a challenge to earn a living and be a professional cricketer. But now. We've got lots of countries that have got professional females, and the, the game is in the, the standards improve
0: vastly. So, speaking of professional females, because I'm I know I always reference back to netball just because it's the easiest way to do it, but um, England netballers now finally are getting paid enough so that they don't have to work as well as play professionally. Is that happening in cricket as well? That's the case in cricket as well. So, let's say seven countries have got
2: full time professionals, the English players. They used to be paid through Chance to Shine, which is a programme that's run in England, uh, and coach as part of their contract. I think that's not even the case now. I think a lot still do, you know, coach within schools to promote the women's game, but I think full-time professionals, which
0: is great. Okay, Maya, let's move to you. So how long have you been playing cricket for, and what was it that made you want to start playing?
1: So I've been playing cricket for like 12 years, uh, no, like seven years. And... Um, I I wanted to start because my dad and my grandpa are, like, quite obsessive about it. Um, And I just wanted to see what they quite, what they liked. Um, So my dad, like, just brought me outside and kind of told me how to bat and stuff. And then I just went and started a cricket club. And then I just kind of fell in love with it.
0: Were there many other girls at the cricket club that you started?
1: Not really. I think I was, the only one. And then I asked some of my friends to come. And, like, three of them probably came.
0: That's brilliant. So you actually managed to get other girls to go along with you. It wasn't like people thought it was a bit odd or anything. Yeah. Going back to actually, let's talk about pr- watching professional cricket. Do you watch much uh, women's cricket on the telly? Is it easily accessible?
1: Um, yeah, it's always on. It's always yeah, and um, a lot of the time I go like over to watch cricket because um, it's like a bit more fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: that's brilliant because on some of the other episodes with other sports it's quite difficult because um, obviously you need exposure to sort of get women's sport to move towards the same level as men's but it's difficult to do that when it's not on the general television channels that are easily accessible so you're saying that it is on tv quite a lot that's a really really good thing do you watch a lot of it sally i'm assuming
2: probably not as much as the the Helfrick household but we still watch it a huge amount and Yes, it's on Sky, but it, it Sky cover men and women's cricket equally now. I feel it's on whatever you know uh, competitions are on. They tend to cover it in equal measure. Obviously, you need Sky, but um, yeah, it's on a lot. And I watched it. I was lucky enough to watch one of the KSL Super League games, uh, and that was you know live, which was great because I'd always wanted to, to watch one as I've seen them on Sky. But yeah, it was a really really high standard.
0: She's brought herself on first ball, first wicket of the day. In terms of coverage and pay, um, what's the balance like with men's cricket and women's cricket? I think the men are still
2: paid more. I'm not sure how much, or um, but I think the women are paid well enough to get along. It's a difficult debate, isn't it? Because the men are attracting millions of people watching them around the world. Women, not so many, but it, it and it's a slightly different different game, but uh, it's getting there, isn't it? And um, I don't know the exact figures, but it's not the same as the men, but, but it's, I think they still doing pretty well.
0: It does sound like women's cricket is doing kind of better in terms of exposure in comparison to other women's sports. Um, do you see it getting to the same level as men's cricket in the future?
2: I do, really, yeah. With the new 100, which has been launched alongside um, the men's 100, it's, it's, it's the same launch. Um, it seems to be on an, an par. Uh, the Big Bash is, is launched alongside the women and the men. Um, they tend to play in the same venue, so the women will play first and the men play second. So I think it's, it's getting there, yeah, I think so.
0: What do you think cricket is doing right that other sports might be struggling with? See, um, women's rugby... Um, Was one of the examples where uh, the girls, uh, the women I was speaking to, they were like, I just don't see the women's game being on the same level as the men's anytime soon. Just can't picture it. So, what would you say cricket has done right? In terms of ICC, the ICC funding has increased for the women's game. So, it's now
2: 22% of the funding is based on women's game, and that's increasing, and that's going to increase, I think. So, they've not forced a hand, but they've encouraged countries to, to really promote it and it, i think it's well promoted and it there's there's no bias between the two so i think um i just think uh, being well backed i think and um and now i think boys are playing alongside girls and it, i don't think this is unusual as it used to be i mean when i started 25 years ago i was the odd one out and only because my brother's play that i think i was quite accepted i think now i don't think the boys see it any different it's a girl playing, it's a boy playing, it doesn't make any difference to them, it's just a cricketer. And then from then you go off into your different pathways, but Mm -hmm. I think it's well promoted and it's been encouraged in primary and secondary school. So it's
0: great. We have found that in terms of sport in general, training like athletics, there's no proper divide with girls and boys, you know, the big comps. that's coverage over all events because they're all happening at the same time, which seems to be a really good way forward. But also training together, you know, the boys and girls train together. How do you find that, Maya? Do you, do you find that the boys can be a little bit, oh, I don't want to play with her because she's a girl? Or, or is there none of that?
1: Um, sometimes there can be a bit of, oh, I'm going to go a bit softer on her. And um, I do find that a bit annoying.
0: And um, how do you, how do you react to that?
1: Um, I just kind of show a bit that I can play.
0: The basketball girls said this as well. They said the boys sort of just assumed the girls went They would have to sort of not play as hard against the girls. And they said exactly the same as you. They just were like, no, we're just going to show you that you play the same game against us. Um, so do you find that boys are going harder on you now? Or are they still going a bit soft?
1: I think since I've started they've gone a lot harder because they kind of I'm kind of been in the same kind of group. So I think they are more like harder on me now.
0: (laughs) In a good way. (laughs) Good. Let's talk about your sorry, how many years did you say you've been playing? Seven. Seven yeah. Seven years. What would you say is your highlight of your cricketing career so far?
1: Um I mean my dad likes when I bat, but I don't think I'm a batter at all
0: where Where do you like to play the
1: best bowling bowling
0: yeah Sally any career highlights
2: Um, a few like I say trial and trailing, training with England was a, it was a real highlight and playing alongside the likes of Charlotte Edwards and Jane Smith who had tremendous England careers and, and tremendous people as well um, coaching wise um, I had a a very successful under-13 side that were very close to being national champions, and um, four other the players have now gone on to play in England squads and everything. So, yeah, lots of highlights really. But just uh, how much I enjoyed the game, and you just think back fondly. And just spending the evening at the cricket club is a highlight because it was always good fun, and you never
0: didn't want to be there. So that's also a highlight in a different way, isn't it? So, what do you want to see for players like Maya and and the future of women's cricket on the Isle of Man? Well, I think we started it already really but I want to see a pathway
2: for all not just for Maya but for all the different range of females that started to play the game so uh, recreational players that who continue to play in the women's festivals but then for Maya a pathway so we now started a, a women's development a girls development squad which has got 16 players uh, up to the age of under 15. Maya's retained her place in the boys squad for further challenge with another two players that are in the boys squads well, uh, yeah. Well, could be three, possibly two. Um, then to have a women's squad that then competes on the world stage and takes part in the World Cup qualifiers, like the the national team do, and having an under nineteen squad that competes in World Cup qualifiers, that that will be the future. But we've we've started. We get we're started on that pathway. How far away do you think you are from achieving that? Well, I say we've started this year with the the girls' development squad. who will start training after Christmas. I would say within the next five years, I'd hope to have a women's national team and hopefully an an under-17 team
0: that can compete in the under-19 World Cup qualifiers. Awesome! And we we chatted a few months ago before the summer, and you had a lot of cricket festivals over the summer to increase numbers and sort of get the word out there. Have you seen a, a boost in numbers since, We've since had last a huge we boost. spoke?
2: We've had over 110 uh, new participants. Amazing. Um, Helen was one of them. And uh, the festivals went brilliantly. They were great fun. We had great weather and uh, lots of games played, and there were smiles on the faces and the, uh, faces. And the standard improved from each festival. The first festival where we only had two teams to Hill where we had six teams, and we and then we generally had four or five teams each festival. And yeah, it was it was great. Was it a range of different ages? Yeah, it was an interesting choice, really, because the festivals that run Supple festivals that are in England are for I think at least fourteen and up. We decided to go for any any female, because it, I also thought it was nice to play with your your daughter, mums and daughters playing together, but having young players and and, and senior players and just having that mix, I thought enhanced the festival really. Because if a seven year old came out to bat, you know they'd slow it down a little bit and might bowl underarm and then and then someone that came in who played a bit more regularly like Maya they'd be trying to bowl as fast as they can because they knew that Maya trained regularly and they wanted to get her out and it, it was just great fun yeah so
0: we had anyone anyone any age it didn't matter it was a huge range of ages I think that's a perfect way to get people into sport because I only really started playing netball outside of school because my mum took me to Ballasalla Netball Club and there were I think three other mums and daughters playing there and we just played together on a team for years you know um, and it was a lovely way to just have the different abilities and ages um, and yet be so connected with one another and adapting your skills and the way you play to different people I think it's really really good in terms of the most nervous you've ever been before a game can you tell me a little bit about that
2: yeah I I was thinking about this and I don't as a player I was very rarely that nervous because I always felt in control especially if I was bowling if I'd done hours and hours of practice I always felt in control, and if I trusted my teammates, which I generally did, then I thought, well, if that player is able to hit me if I bowl my best ball, then fair play to them. But I was often nervous, coaching, not nervous of my ability to coach, but sometimes watching my players go out to bat, it was making me nervous, and I wasn't even playing. There were some of them. Was so got themselves so worked up before they had to go out to bat, depending on the game situation that 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 made me nervous just looking at them and But then, as a coach, that's difficult to control your players nerves. Mm. That's probably the hardest thing as a coach. You can't say, you can say you can do it and you know that they can do it, but then believing that they can do it, that mm. that's difficult and that made me nervous.
0: I guess it's like you have that whole side of emotional coaching, you know, the psychological aspect that comes with any sport. Absolutely. They wouldn't have been there if I didn't think that they could do it, but
2: them think they think that they could do it that that was the challenge yeah and then they make the rest of the team really nervous so then you've got another Domino six people really nervous and you're like well we're going to win this game but yeah that that was my I was most nervous yeah watching them be nervous.
0: Maya?
1: um, Sometimes I'm quite nervous about batting because I just don't really feel like I can do it but I think I know I can. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah I mean uh, nerves are good aren't they Um, so long as you can control you and not let them overwhelm you because some people get so nervous that they're sick and then it completely throws them off the game. So I think nerves are good because so, they show that you're ready um, so long as you can sort of compartmentalise them. Do you have any superstitions? So if you've had a really, really good game and you wore like a certain pair of socks, do you have to wear those socks in the next game?
1: Um, I sometimes feel like I believe I do, but I, I don't think I do.
0: <laughs> Sally?
2: No, not really. Uh, I think you do tend to put your pads on a certain, a certain way, way yeah. without consciously thinking about it. And I know some players do arrange their bag in a certain way, and yeah, so not consciously, but I think I probably did. I often got ready in the same way because I was always batting in a similar place in the order. So if a few wickets went down, I'd go and put my pads on, and tend to I have a I have a way of doing it. But yeah, but I probably wouldn't have voiced it then. Is it being a superstition as such?
0: Is there a certain stigma around women's cricket that is really annoying? So when I asked that question to girls football, they said, yeah, um, Taylor's all the time is that you have to be like a butch lesbian to play football or to play rugby. Um, But I didn't know if there was one about cricket. Uh, I think probably when I first started,
2: um, I'd probably say not so now I think there's a huge range um what was it when you teams. first started Probably a similar, a similar uh, a thought yeah um and it didn't it didn't bother me because I just played and i I came into the women's game having played men's and boys cricket I didn't until I was 15 I didn't realize there was women's cricket I just I played at my village club and I didn't know anything about it so when I went in without knowing and that probably was similar then but I don't think so
0: now. Maya is there a sort of stereotype you're aware of at the moment or is it fairly chilled now?
1: I think it's just kind of in the middle nothing really. In
0: terms of games have you ever had any really sort of dramatic moments I mean I know you wear helmets when you're batting but have you ever got Cause those cricket balls are hard, you know. Have you, has one ever left you severely bruised?
1: Kind of happens to me a lot. Um, because, I mean, I get, I usually get nervous that I'm gonna get hit, but then when I get hit, it's not actually as bad as most people think. Mm -hmm. I probably have a lot of bruises from it.
2: (laughs) Cricket is a game where you get bruised a lot. Yeah, a lot of bruises over my. uh, I'm a person that, well. If you ask me old coaches, I did get hit a lot, yeah. But my, I practised with my brother, who was a who is six foot four and quite strong and bowled quite quick, and he did like to try and hit me. So it did improve my game, but yeah. it hit me in the head. I probably lost count at numerous time. Yeah, it hit me in the side of the head quite a lot. yeah but hit concussed. in the throat. Uh, not by him, that was at an England trial, yeah. I, I should have hit it, I missed it. I, oh,
0: that's I took nasty. my eye off the ball, yeah. That, that was
2: worse than the head. The head, actually being hit in the head, unless, you know... I've never faced a hundred mile an hour bowling, but being the head is not as bad as being hit in some other parts of the body. Your inner thigh hurts more hurts more than the head. Yeah. The head, if it just skims the side of your head, you just mm.
3: it just wakes you up really. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I think yeah. That, that was one good thing though about the women's festivals, the fact that it was the softball yeah. meant that all ages, all abilities, um, could play quite happily and not feel nervous about being here. Yeah. That's good that's really
0: good and how is uh, cricket in schools because I know when I was in school it was rounders and I didn't know if that was sort of like an irritating competition to have because as far as I'm aware there's no like you didn't play rounders professionally so because there is a goal for women's cricket and um, is it annoying that cricket has to compete against rounders? It is that's something we were working on and the secondary schools have been very supportive and I've
2: uh, coached in um, four secondary schools over the summer that's just gone and we'll be looking to have to go into all of them this time and um, to set up some fixtures and some festivals to get, get it started. The girls can play alongside the boys in the boys' fixtures uh, and there's nothing to say that they can't but obviously the schools want their best players to play in the rounders' fixtures who you would say will be cricket players as well because of hand-eye coordination mm. so we have had a player this year who's played rounders rather than cricket, even though she's in our Man pathway. Mm. So it is frustrating, but I think it's starting. we are started to break it down because uh, they will still continue to have rounders in the cricket in and the curriculum of Ironman, but we're starting to have cricket alongside it. And I think that's probably the way forward, really.
0: In terms of um, cricket crowds, do you have strawberries and cream <laughs> when watching a cricket match? Is that like a cliched stereotype or does it actually happen? I don't, think nice. I've ever
1: had, I don't think I've ever had
3: strawberries and cream. I think Lord's is a bit more traditional isn't it? I think um, so. But if you go to something like a 2020 match it's definitely not that. It's sort of burgers okay. there, chips and lots of pop music. <laughs> in the ah the, okay you know, yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> right okay because so cricket's always in my head been this very sort of well-to-do sport and it's all very um, it's basically as far away from a football match than you can imagine.
2: Yeah, T20 games are I mean, similar to the football match, yeah. I would imagine, in terms of the crowd. I mean, if you're playing in a cricket game um, and the softball festivals, we have a cricket tea in the middle, which are generally fantastic, uh, aren't they, <laughs> They were absolutely <laughs> fantastic over now. the summer. That, uh, I think people were trying to compete against each other to do the best tea, so each tea was better each week, uh, but by the time you got to play after the tea, uh, well, I couldn't
0: run. Well, when you say a cricket tea, what does that involve?
3: Um, it was a, a mixture really, wasn't it, but it, it tends to be like um, sort of sandwiches and cakes and fruit okay. and things, um, they weren't Very spectacular, sort of much better than the the club teas. Sort of, <laughs> <laughs>
0: I know we talked about bruises, but have you ever had any bigger injuries?
1: I do think I have. I get a lot of injuries, just big injuries in general. But I don't <laughs> think I've so really true. had much um, to do with... You might
3: remember that when you first started playing cricket, actually you had a, a broken arm at the time. So her first match was played with a broken arm. Not but it wasn't a to do with, cricket. with well. cricket though. And broken finger this year.
1: Yeah, I break a lot of
3: stuff.
0: (laughs) (laughs) As if you started cricket with a broken arm. (laughs) That's impressive. Um, I broke my ankle.
2: Quite a bad one. Well, I still dream about it now. I was running into bowl, and those people that are bowlers, as I jumped and gathered, and you land on your left foot and then go to put your right foot down. I landed on my left foot on the side of my left foot. So, and yeah, just crumpled in a heap. But my ankle went like four times the size, instantly. And then I fainted, so I can't remember much out after that. I could, well, I could remember the next bowl of screaming, uh, and really loudly. And I was like, why is she screaming? And then looked, up. It's like a,
0: a scene from a horror film.
2: It was awful, yeah, and that, that was incredibly painful. Yeah, that's, up until that point, I would have said, none, nothing major. I, I, not really broken any fingers, which most cricketers do. They end up breaking a finger at some point.
0: Is that like the sort of that's that's a traditional cricket injury, a traditional yeah.
2: injury? Yeah, miss time a yeah. catch, miss pick up the ball, you can break your finger. But a broken finger, lots of you see them on telly where they'll pop them back in themselves. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, our coach of who does well, the cricket development officer on the Isle of Man. Yeah,
0: he's put a few fingers back in before. Ooh, yeah, lovely. <laughs> crazy. Not um. mine. <laughs> Um, Hopefully that never happens to you, Mai. Me too. (laughs) What's the main thing that you've seen change in the women's game? So again, talking about netball, the difference from how people knew it being a static, slow, non-contact sport, it's now very fast and very contested and quite rough, really. Um, So what differences have you seen in uh, women's cricket over your time
2: the approach to the game so obviously more professional dedicating more time to the game the speed of the game is increasing women are now getting stronger and hitting the ball further because it did used to be known as more of a, a running game so um, hitting gaps and tactical but now starting to hit fours and sixes um, not as far as the men obviously some of them hitting over 100 meters but uh, hitting sixes and fours regularly I hope to see, because it it looked like it was going to and it seems to have gone backwards a little bit, but to see the speed of bowling increase again. Mm. So it look to be pushing eight mile an hour bowlers from females would be great to see, but we're moving in that
0: that direction. Let's talk about your uh, festivals over the summer. Yeah, feel free to just sort of push it (laughs) between the two of you. Um, How was it... um, What was the main difference between the women and the men
3: playing, would you say? I thought from my time watching... um, both the boys' play and the, and the women's festivals. That everybody at the women's were incredibly polite and apologetic. So if you ran somebody out or um, dropped a catch or something, you were sort of apologising to your own team or apologising for getting the other side out. And um, it actually was really good fun. <laughs>
0: And the men were more just like, as soon as they were out. Oh, absolutely. Way! Much less sports, It is funny that how, um, I don't know if you do this at when you're competing, Sally, but we would clap in netball after the opposition scores. And it was only when I played mixed netball that one of the boys on my team was like, why are you clapping when the opposition scores? And I just had this moment where I was like, I don't know, actually. <laughs> it just <laughs> seems to be ingrained in us.
2: And there's a lot of clapping in cricket isn't there? You clap when people get 50s and 100s yeah. and I never understand in cricket why you clap when people go out to bat because they haven't done anything yet. <laughs> yes, clap them off if they've made a good score, that's fine, I'm happy with that, with that but yeah whether it's men or women you still get clap when you go out and you think, it's all very and I was polite. like don't clap me, I haven't done anything yet. <laughs>
0: Do you but have any other of those funny little um, traditions in cricket, like well-to-do traditions? Oh there's lots of traditions in cricket the, where the umpire stands on one leg. <laughs> oh. Is that
3: 111? Oh, I don't
2: know. 222, isn't
3: it? Yeah. I know we didn't. We did have a Kronkborn training session to try and learn the gestures, and it looked like we were trying to <laughs> land an aircraft. Or all, all sorts of things we hadn't seen before.
2: Well, in the festivals, uh, I played in the occasional one if you know a team was or, short or uh, and I often umpire. But so I'd umpire, and sometimes I'd signal, and they go, "What? What? What? What are you saying? What are you signalling for, Sally?" I was like, "Well, it was, it was a noble. That was all. Yeah." So it was the people. Even though any signal, they didn't know what it's for, so they just carried on. <laughs> yeah,
0: do you get many female officials in professional cricket? Uh, the
2: there's a, there is a few, yeah. That, um, I've not seen any female professionals umpiring in the men's game, but the if you watch ICC women's competitions, the vast majority are female now. I think so. There's more, yeah.
3: Even at club level as well, there's a lot more involvement now, isn't there? We've got um, several of the. The club managers are, are women and lots of scoring going on. Yeah, last there. amount of yeah. The scorers
2: are women and yeah, uh, yeah like I say, there's, um, yeah, there's been a number of women running the boys, boys at mixed mm. teams, which has been great. Awesome. Because it shouldn't matter, should it? No, it shouldn't. Particularly if you're struggling for someone to run the team, you, you know, you should take anyone.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Because you touched on funding, what is funding like on the island for women's cricket? Well cricket in general is well funded through the
2: ICC so obviously we have to achieve a number of uh, objectives um, when say the ICC are increasing their funding based on your provision for women's cricket. So if you you know the number of teams that you offer, the, the competitions, the, offering of the softball festivals, the number of players all impacts on the amount of funding you get so your funding increases on your activity. Um, alongside obviously facilities and, and coaches and umpires but it let so say the funding is increasing in terms of the amount of provision for the women's game so well that's, that's not the reason why you know we started to we'd we would got a good base with the men and the boys game the next stage was to, to grow the women and the girls game because it's a very athletic island and there's no reason why girls wouldn't want to play cricket because
0: they're very sporty and it's a fun game do you know kind of uh, numbers in terms of the amount of teams we have on the island so with the girls basketball and girls rugby there's literally one team so they have to play in the men's league they have no no other
1: there are teams no to play um,
0: set teams as yet that
2: that's the next stage really so next summer but going back there's no set teams but in the women's festivals Castletown entered a team every week, Ramsey entered the team every week. There was a Finch team, there was a board team. So the women's team, they're starting to grow groups of women and girls that want to play. It probably next year we'll will continue with the softball festivals, but look to have some hardball festivals as well for those that want to move into hardball. And I'm sure that we'll certainly be a how to have out of thought two or
0: three women girls teams that will play yeah Um, so it sounds like you've got a lot of interest in terms of fun teams and whatnot and then i'm assuming over the next year you just kind of want to cement that
2: absolutely yeah and we'll go off in different directions so some women will want to play in the uh, you know continue to play in the softball festivals and others will want to start to move towards hardball and more a little bit more competitive and and either is absolutely fine and we'll always cater for both but the festivals been built this year to build a build a base and then you can
0: go off in the different pathways depending on what what you want from the game. Um, have you ever had Maya? Because yeah. you come across like such an angry person. Have you ever? <laughs> have you ever had any moments of rage um, during a game where you've been so annoyed that I don't know if people like bash the cricket bat on the floor? Have you ever done that yourself?
1: I've definitely seen some boys oh. do it because I think. Quite a lot of them are quite competitive, and they're very quite angry when if they get out. Um, I definitely see a lot of people.
0: But you, you personally, are pretty chilled.
1: Yeah, because about the batting, um, I'm happy with what I get.
0: <laughs> yeah. So going back to you, you say that you're a bowler, and is bowling your favourite part of playing cricket?
1: Yeah, probably, because I just feel like it's a bit. Not, say, easier, but just easier for me.
0: (laughs) comes more naturally to you. Have you ever had any moments where you've just had a bad bowling day and you've had to really sort of, middle of the game, mentally sort yourself out to try and get your bowling back on on
1: form? Yeah, sometimes I'll just, like, do a couple bad balls and then I'll get taken off to the bowling and, like, have a moment. Mm -hmm. then go back on
0: (laughs) and what do you do in that moment because it can be very easy to psych yourself out when when the game's not going your way so what did you do to sort of turn your game around
1: just kind of throw a couple balls in the nets and then just kind of got myself into how i should be doing it
0: Mm -hmm. very good sally any moments of rage (laughs) no those people that are know me well. I'm
2: am quite a laid-back, similar to mine really, a laid-back person really. So not, not so much rage from me, but one of my funniest moments, which involved a lot of rage, from one of my old friends. I was the captain of Derbyshire from the Seventeens. I was bowling, and the ball got whacked out to the boundary, she dropped it, which was very unusual because she was our best fielder, that's why she was out there. And then the next ball, the exact same thing happened again, and she dropped it again. And I thought, oh, no, she's going to implode because she was quite an angry person. She threw her Derbyshire cap down and proceeded to stamp on it for about three, three four minutes. And the umpire said to me, because I was the captain, in theory, he said, are you going to go and torture her? And I was like, no. I'm just going to leave her. to give her the ball and I'll just bowl and leave her out there because, she, uh, well, she frightened me and I was on the same team as her. That was the most rage I've seen. I've seen numerous, and they tended to be men, yet women tend to take take it better if they're out mm. they tend to just accept it more I think. I think with the
3: women's festivals though people were quietly competitive it oh was, very competitive yeah. Very, yeah. yeah it's all like <laughs> pent-up frustration from having to watch the boys for quite so much of the summer yeah yeah but actually they loved supporting it as well didn't they there were lots yeah. of husbands and sons there for good each uh, i was gonna they say some big crowds yeah. yeah yeah do you get
0: a lot of uh, men watching the women's game
3: well, I thought I'd get my own back by making them come and watch me for a change. And actually, they loved it, which was really frustrating. <laughs> but shouted lots of unhelpful tips. Well, what they what sort of things did they shout? Just slightly patronising observations.
0: <laughs> like what? Can you, can you remember any?
3: About throwing yourself into the fielding a bit
0: more. <laughs> Just do better. Yes. Thank Thanks you. for that advice. Um, in terms of cricket at uni, something for Maya to look forward to. Does the cricket community have traditions of doing a dirty pint, like horrible, horrible things, if you get player of the match? Well, I think they're <laughs> well, officially banned now, aren't they? Are they? Yeah,
2: the the uh, initiations are banned anyway. Right. what... After, well, there's a lot of trouble, wasn't there, at uh, was it, uh, Durham or Newcastle University? Well, uh, no. obviously they weren't banned when I was at university, because that was a while ago. Um, but I I've never I've never drank. I've always been the driver. And when I was at university, I lived in. Derby and drove to Loughborough so I went to Loughborough University so yes there was but not that I ever partaked in, but but
0: yeah can you give us an insight if you can remember what you had to do during the initiation because I like when I when I was at uni they basically said oh you have to do this this and this and I did a Masters the other year. And it was really nice going back, being a bit older and a lot more confident and self-assured. And they were like, oh, you're your first year, so you have to do this. And I was just no. like, no, <laughs> I'm not going to. No, I was very much
2: like that. I said, no, I've never drank. So if I was to drink one pint, that was me over the edge. Uh, but I think it was just various drinking games. Um, Lots
0: of chanting. Yeah. Um, at Derbyshire,
2: uh, my... new players into the Derbyshire side uh, sad to sing a song. Which was entertaining, yeah. Because <laughs> you got like nursery rhymes to Rihanna to yeah. all sorts of bohemian rhapsody. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there's some really good
0: ones, actually. Mine was a nursery rhyme, it was rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, um, I say finally, but I always end up thinking of something else. But we'll say finally for now. What would you say is your favourite thing about cricket?
1: I just love how it's a very, I don't know, it's just like a good sport. <laughs> you said to me earlier that it's a fantastic sport because
3: you've got the support of being part of a team but actually you've got plenty of opportunities to shine as an individual as well
0: yeah excellent (laughs) yeah Helen what about you
3: Um, I I love it I think it helps with the children's fitness I think it helps with discipline Mm -hmm. Um, there's quite it's quite a commitment really isn't it in terms of training through the year um, I think it's improved massively in the last couple of years in terms of keeping the training going through the winter as well, which is really helpful Um, gives them something to focus on through the year.
0: It's quite a lot. Yeah, sorry, just quickly, how often do you train in the winter and do you train in, inside or outside?
2: Yeah, so the Isle of Man, uh, squads have started training already um, and they'll train up until Christmas uh, once a week um, at King Williams College and then it will proceed to... Two times a week, so on a Saturday and then at the uh, at, at the NSC and uh, in the week at King William's College, the EPP also train, which is our program between uh, squads, a uh, national team, uh, and they also they train um, four times a week. So,
0: what's the big competition that you would be aiming for?
2: World Cup qualifiers. Right. So Europe World Cup qualifiers. So next year our. Boys under 19, well under 17s that will be under 19 by the time the competition comes around, and the national team will be taking part in in their World Cup qualifiers. And that's where you're in. That's the, the equivalent girls. for the the women and the and the girls, yeah. So that will be our aim. And Sally, what's your favourite thing about cricket? Uh, well, the the reason that got me started was the family social side of it. So you, you know, I loved playing I, similar to Maya. I was a bowler and I I loved bowling, but the family side that you can you know, after the game, you just didn't go home straight away because you, you stayed around the bar and you played games outside. And I was, I think I started going to the cricket club when I was just shortly after I was born, I think, and spend the weekend there. So I think that's what got me hooked. Uh, and then obviously, as I started to get better, I loved the challenge of it. And so, and then, uh, like Maya, I like the individual challenges, but also being part of a team.
0: Yeah, you got a perfect balance there. And it's interesting how every single person that I've spoken to from every different sport has said it's the sense of, not feeling alone, you know, when you're when you're in a team, um, how much that impacts your life outside of just playing the sport, which I think is really nice.
3: That's helped yeah. you even with the transition to secondary school, hasn't it? Because cricket's such a big community that Maya's actually known people from different
1: clubs and different age groups, and that's really helped. And you can always it? like say hi to them yeah. if you pass them in the corridor. It's like, it's nice.
0: Yeah. If people want to get involved in cricket on the island, where would you tell them to go? And this is talking about both wanting to take it quite seriously and compete and aim for a spot on the national squad or just uh wanting to do it sort of for fun or to meet some new people. Well, there's our website the Ireland Cricket website or Facebook at, at Ireland
2: Cricket, so you can get information from there. Uh, if you wanted to just have a go and, and try cricket for the first time then I would recommend the softball festivals. We'll also be running some uh, some training and some softball fixtures over the winter, uh, and and it will be to contact uh, um, yeah, the the email on the website and um, for to to start playing clubs. Girls are very welcome at the clubs now, and they can play alongside the boys. It will blow us and running some girls fixtures over the over the summer as well. So, um,
0: how many comps do you have? Like, do you go away to compete quite a lot?
2: None of the girls' squads have gone yet, but hopefully we'll do in the future. That's the aim, sorry. Yeah, yeah. the boys uh, go to the Bromsgrove Festival and have been going there for. And there's four no years.
0: mixed festivals that.
2: No mi- Well, uh, we've had girls play in the Bromsgrove Festival, which is traditionally a boys' festival. There are girls' festivals as well, so once we feel that we've the correct standard to you want to challenge your opposition and to, and to perform well uh well then we'll we'll go and enter festivals like the boys to uh, and just enter the under 11 or under 13 girls festivals or under 15.
0: so that with be the plan. Maya what do you want for the for your future career in cricket?
1: Um, I want to be able to get into a higher standard of cricket i mean i'm quite high at the moment mm-hmm. but um just try to get into Bigger teams and more known teams. I don't
3: like drinking, no. Oh, no. I love it.
2: No. I don't like baking, no. Oh, no. I love it.
3: No. Don't like to make